Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. 36 degrees and cloudy here at 509 on this Friday, February 2nd, 2024, Groundhog Day. Looks like spring's coming a little early this year as per the, the giant rodent. Like every Friday at 5 o'clock, it's time for Do I Have a Case with Keith Figure to the Figured Law Group. Keith, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Pleasure, Rob, trying to get these Fridays to slow down a little. <laughs> yeah, you're a busy week for you this week. Usually you get my email real quick. It took a while this year, this week. Yeah, well, we're already in February. So. Yep, yep, no doubt, no doubt. All right, well, let's get started with our first question. Uh, I'm a widower and was wondering what would be the process to remove my deceased spouse from my home's deed. Also, what would be the process to add an adult child to that deed? All right, so initially with this question, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, so I'm gonna somewhat cover generally. Um, but the first thing is in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania doesn't allow transfer on death deeds for real estate or vehicles. What they do allow or what is a common method of transferring uh, particularly real estate is joint ownership. Now joint ownership implies that two or more people hold an equal interest such as a home or bank account and in Pennsylvania assets that are um, jointly owned usually pass directly to the surviving tenant which would bypass the probate and that's where this gets into the complexity because in the event that the property wasn't set up to automatically transfer, um, then the deed would need to be changed on, on, her, on their behalf as a result of legal proceedings related to the partner's estate. Um, and as I said before, there's no set way. I mean, there's, there's a number of things that come into play to determine what that process would entail. Um, uh, in terms of the uh, two uh, most important factors, or the uh, the two um, hold on, the two uh, uh, that are required in order for the transfer to take place, they largely depend on two uh, factors, and that's the type of property ownership, and then the type of spouse's estate plan, or and or lack of plan. So once they know those two processes, or if they are unable to determine them, they would want to go and meet with an experienced uh, a state or uh, or real estate attorney in order to go over and, and really set up a plan to know what their options are and if they actually need to engage in that process. All right. And as always, it's great to get the legal advice professionally to guide you through that process. Um, next question. My neighbor had their property surveyed and I questioned its accuracy. So I paid for and had my own property survey performed, which didn't align with what my neighbor's survey as far as property lines. What would the next step be to settle this? I don't want to make things worse with my neighbor, but I want to protect my interest in property rights. All right. So property uh, boundary disputes are, are fairly common litigation in Pennsylvania, and they can arise a number of ways, um, whether uh, innocently or uh, intentionally. Um, the important thing to understand here is that encroachment is a threat to property ownership interests. And if left unchecked, there are certain um, statutes and regulations in Pennsylvania that can allow for adverse possession of that property. So that being said, 
um, in this instance, as the owner had discussed, uh, determining the property line location, one way to do that if there is a dispute is to conduct a property survey. And if there is a contradiction in the surveys, then you really only have two options. It's to approach the landowner and see if you can resolve it, but you would still wanna speak with an experienced real estate attorney because even if you allow for them to access uh, or have a type of agreement, it may not protect against some of the adverse um, possession statutes that apply. So you wanna make sure that what you're doing is going to protect your property. That being said, in the event that you can't come to an agreement, uh, the likely cause of action that would require to be filed is, is an ejectment action, which then you would have to go to court and then there would be a hearing and ultimately a determination as to the property uh, the correct property uh, boundary lines. All right. Uh, last question. Post-government freedom of information laws, some entities still make transparency difficult with delays, prohibited copy costs, and law exemptions. Can you please list exemptions from Pennsylvania's FOIR, F-O-I-R, freedom of information request laws, and what would trigger delays or cost being excessive as well as any recourse? Okay, so in terms of the fees and costs, um, the only thing I'll say as it pertains to that is it's a very involved section and there's a number of factors that really come into play. So to, to be able to really answer that question would have to be more specific. However, um, in terms of the Freedom and Information Act, um, I'm sure most people are familiar with what that is and that's basically documents that you can request and that are supposed to be provided. Um, and in this particular question, there's a question as to the exemptions um, or, and I believe there's exclusions. So there's nine exemptions and three exclusions that would prevent the release of that information. I don't know if providing these exemptions is gonna clarify it or, or make it more confusing, um, but exemption one is classified national defense and foreign relations information. Two is, internal agency personal rules and practices, three, information that is prohibited from disclosure by another federal law, four is trade secrets and commercial financial information obtained from a person that is privileged or confidential, five is interagency or intraagency memorandum or letters that are protected by legal privileges, six is personnel, medical, financial, and similar files, the disclosure of which would constitute a clearly unwarranted invasion of personal privacy, seven is certain types of information complied for law enforcement purposes, eight records that are contained in or related to examination operating condition reports prepared by or on behalf of those for use of any agency responsible for the regulation of supervision of financial institutions. And number nine is geological and geophysical information uh, concerning uh, data and maps for wealth. And then the three exclusions uh, tend to deal with criminal investigation, criminal law enforcement, and then the existence of FBI, foreign intelligence, counterintelligence, or international terrorism records. Um, and that those would be the exemptions and exclusions as far as what would not be need to be provided. Uh, pretty pretty in depth and confusing <laughs> from the start, but uh, most places have their policy that spell this out. Depending on if it's a school district, a township, or wherever you want to get the information, I've seen their regulations and rules. You know, basically spelling that out for anyone who wants to look more specifically. 
For sure. And there's definitely attorneys that specialize more in these type of, you know, whether it be like government watchdog um, type of organizations or attorneys, and they would probably want to reach out to them to know as far as um, what the rights are to make the process more uh, streamlined. All right. All right. Um, this this question wasn't wasn't given to you, but uh, I figure I'd go out on a limb here. Now we're safe this year because Puxatani Phil saw uh, didn't see his <laughs> his uh, his shadow. But is if he if the if the uh, groundhog does see his shadow and we have longer winter, um, is there any recourse we could take against the groundhog? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be pretty I tough. <laughs> figured I'd throw that at you there. Keith, uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you um, to, to ask specific questions, maybe questions they don't want public, uh, how can they do that, Keith? They can reach me directly at 570-954-9299. They can reach me by email at Keith at figuredlaw.com or through my website at figuredlaw.com. All right. Great information this week. And again, if anyone wants to send a question for Keith for Do I Have a Case, you can email me at robert.odonnell at odyssey.com, and we'll get those questions to Keith to to air you the next week or the, the coming weeks up, depending on how many questions we get. Keith, I appreciate you joining us this week, and uh, have a great weekend. I appreciate it as well, and always my pleasure. Thanks, Keith. Um, 518 here at WILK. I'm just looking at some updates from the Middle East, and there is video now of some of the airstrikes that are taking and one of the strikes appears to be uh, a dead-on good strike by us because after it struck by whatever we struck it with, rockets that were stored at that location start firing in all different directions. So this is a secondary rocket munitions seen cooking off from an Iranian arms site within the town of Al-Qaim in western Iraq following a U.S. airstrike. And there's a, a video of those missiles that were stored there or ready to launch there being fired out. And if you follow me on Twitter, I just reposted that there. Also, um, I posted on Twitter the 64 reasons that the Speaker of the House gave of that Biden has purposely destroyed our border security on my Facebook page. You can go to Rob O'Donnell on Facebook and see that there. And I also posted, what else did I post just there? See, I'm trying to keep up with the stories I'm talking about to you guys. I also posted the the CENTCOM, Central Command's update on their official uh, press release to what took place today. But that's all there on my Facebook for you to follow. So just follow me at Rob O'Donnell on Facebook. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. Listen, you go to BudgetBlinds.com, you're going to get in contact with Tom or Rick. They're the owners of our local Budget Blind locations here covering all of Northeast Pennsylvania. These guys are outstanding. They are the leaders in custom window treatments. 90% more options than you'll get at the big box stores. And again, that's me saying that because I've been to the big box stores. I've installed the big box blinds myself. I've been there and done that. I'm a do-it-yourself type guy. These guys came in. They had to wheel the sample carts in. And again, these books were huge. Not huge because they had big samples, huge because of the amount of samples that you had, the amount of types, the UV protection you got. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no-questions-asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. You're getting the benefit of their volume pricing. You're just not buying your blinds from them. You're getting the benefit of the prices of all the blinds they buy for all their customers. 
Check out BudgetBlinds.com. Again, Tom and Rick will be in touch with you. You will not be disappointed. It's uh, 521 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thanks, Rob. Uh, yeah, we have a little bit of an accident that just happened on Susquehanna Boulevard, Route 93 in Hazleton near the airport beltway. It doesn't seem to be jamming things up too much, but you want to be aware that if you're on your way to Penn State Hazleton or the Laurel Mall, that that is in that vicinity, and it might just trip you up a bit. We have a little bit of heavy traffic on South Main Avenue in Scranton. It is bumper to bumper on Blakely Street in Dunmore and on the Scranton Carbondale Highway heading between uh, Blakely and Archibald, we have some heavy traffic. Other than that, not too bad, really. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Nikki. You have any plans this weekend? Doing anything special or just relax and recharging the batteries? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> that never happens. No, I'll be, you know, tripping around between uh, the country list marketplace in Hop Bottom and Sunny's Vendor Treasures in Tunkeanic and the Back Mountain Makery. And then on Sunday, I'll be hanging out for Winterfest at uh, with the uh, crew from the Harding Rec Center doing that at the Exeter Township building on Route 92. They're having a nice little uh, Winterfest uh, extravaganza with the Handbell Choir. Okay. Ooh. Have so, you ever heard handbells? I have, Aren't I they have. like the coolest yes, thing? They are. And uh, they have hot dogs and refreshments and all kinds of stuff. I was going to say, I saw no sleeping or eating or anything like that in your weekend plans. So at least you'll get a hot dog, at least get something to eat. I, well, I think we are having wings tonight. Okay. I think we're having wings. And antipasto salads. I got wings last week. Uh, it was my brother's birthday last Friday. He wasn't doing anything. So uh, we had him come over the house, and I told my wife, you know, he got there just before I did. I said, Can you pick up some wings? She went and she got wings. $90 for wings. Oh, I, what? Really? $90. Oh. Now she got 50 wings, but $90 for 50 wings? That's what happened little... to 10 cents a wing, 25 cents a wing? I think that's a, a little bit much. I mean, I saw some Super Bowl specials coming up where they're not that much. I do know that if you want them for Super Bowl Sunday, however, out in Thompson, I think they might be doing a, a fundraiser for the yep. fire company and, and Harvey's Lake. Charlie from Harvey's Lake told me that the Harvey's Lake Fire Company is making wings, 15 bucks a dozen. So if you do 15 times, do the math, 30, that would be two dozen for 30, 45 for three dozen. $15 a dozen? Yeah. Goes in, how many dozen would you get for $90? I don't know. Let me see. I know. Three doesn't. I'm doing the wrong math here. No, I don't know how to do math anymore either. Jake, Nanny Cook math time. <laughs> hey, listen, we're both from Northeast PA. $75. Yep. So, $75. So that's a much better deal yeah. for wings well, from a, the fire company. We also got a thing of their homemade blue cheese, which I'm sure that was not fifteen dollars. Not $15. No, but $90 bucks for 50 wings. Yeah. So They were the good wings. But I think the Harvey's Lake Fire Company is going to have a much better they're deal They're no longer you. the second best wings in America, but they're still good wings. <laughs> oh. They know what I'm talking about. You know where? Uh, oh, I know where yeah. you went, too. Uh -huh. I've heard many good things for about 30 years about that place. Love it. Okay. I mean, I, got, I just spent $90 on 50 wings. I don't think I've ever been they're there myself, though. no longer the... 
Wow. The best. <laughs> Joe from Trips Park said, you guys need Common Core math. <laughs> that's the problem. We got confused by helping our kids with Common six, Core math. Six dozen. Thank you, NEPA. <laughs> Listen, it's Friday <laughs> afternoon. I'm not doing math. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, did I do weather yet, Jake, or did I not do weather? I didn't do weather, did I? No. Oh, Here comes the Storm <laughs> Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Uh, tonight, cloudy, low 28. Saturday, decreasing clouds, full sunshine by afternoon, high 40. Saturday night, mostly clear and chilly, low 24. Sunday, gorgeous sunshine, high 43. Monday, a blend of sun and clouds, breezy, high 42. Currently 36 degrees at 525, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 36 degrees and cloudy at 528. Somebody said uh, wings at most places are orders of 10. Going rate is 15 to $17 in the local area. Wendy. Oh, that's so 10 wings, 15 to $17. Crazy. I, I, you know, I, I just have to go back to my college days or just after my college days where it was 10 cents. They had those that one night a week, it was 10 cents a wing. You go in with five bucks, get 50 wings. Oh, this whole thing with Fannie Willis going on down. Uh, as she pushes to cancel hearings as more than a dozen subpoenaed to testify, district attorney faces accusations of using public funding improperly and personal benefiting financially through hiring a lawyer. Let me have a serious conversation now. And I need you to take your Trump derangement glasses off for just a second. Do you think it's okay for a DA who is having an intimate relationship with another who is married to steer a three-quarter of a million dollar contract to that person? If your answer is yes, you probably need therapy. It's as simple as that. And if this was anyone else having a trial against anyone else, this would be a unanimous decision of, are you kidding me? It's as simple as that. And I understand, I mean... She was having the relationship with this guy. You know, he's married. If they were planning on getting separated, whatever. But he he filed for divorce after he got this contract. They've been going on trips, both before and after. Now, he says, well, I just used my personal money for that. Well, yeah, you're getting paid three-quarters of a million dollars. It's a $600,000 contract to be the prosecutor. Plus, you've billed outrageous billings, where this is now closer to... to Seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars you've gotten. The person is does not specialize in this type of law. The person is a personal injury lawyer. Just happens to be in an intimate relationship with the DA. Under any other circumstance, this would be forbidden. This would be taboo. This would be shunned. But because she's bringing a case against Donald Trump, everybody's like, well, there's nothing to see here. You know, he, he's, yes, he's, he's a lawyer. He's got money. He's taking her on trips. You cannot give someone you're an intimate relationship with three-quarters of a million-dollar contract. I don't care who you're prosecuting. So come on, please. Let's get serious about this. Let someone else... I, I don't know even know what's going to happen with the case here. You know, I, I've told you from the beginning with this case. And listen, if you're going to bring a case that's unprecedented, that's going to have the publicity that it's going to have, 
maybe you should really watch yourself. I mean, we had Ed Morrissey from HotAir.com on yesterday who was saying that this lawyer had billed for 24 hours straight. That he worked on this case for 24 hours straight in his billing details. Now it appears Fannie Willis now is letting an independent auditor from her office, and we've already seen how she treats people in her office, like the woman who wrote the grant, a lawyer in her office, who said that another lawyer was misusing that grant, and she fired the whistleblower, to review the billing. Listen, under any other circumstance, every any normal person looking at this would say, yeah, that's a bad look. You just don't give a contract to someone you're in an intimate relationship with, especially someone that doesn't specialize in this. If, if they're the best there is in that area, in that specific class of law, I'd say you could probably explain yourself. But the fact he's never had a case like this before, doesn't specialize in this, doesn't have the skill set to do it, and you're steering a contract to who is now admitted your boyfriend, is what we all jump and scream about when it comes to corruption in America. So let's take the Trump derangement glasses off and look at this for what it is. You could still hate Trump. I don't care. But let's be serious. It's uh, 532 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 36 degrees and cloudy at 538. Uh we have a statement released by the President of the United States. This past Sunday, three American soldiers were killed in Jordan by a drone launched by a militant group backed by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC. Earlier today, I attended the dignified return of those brave Americans at Dover Air Force Base, and I have spoken with each of their families. This afternoon, at my direction, U.S. military forces struck targets and facilities in Iraq and Syria that the IRGC and affiliated militias used to attack U.S. forces. Our response began today. It will continue at times and places of our choosing. The United States does not seek conflict in the Middle East or anywhere else in the world. But let all those who might seek to do us harm know this. If you harm an American, we will respond. That's the release just released by uh, the White House on Joe Biden's administration. And as per Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, he announced during a statement regarding tonight's airstrikes against the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and Iran-backed groups in Iraq and Syria that this is the start of our response, just the start. So we'll see. We'll see where we go from here. Um, listen, I, I know we got good jobs report and such like that, but here's from the Associated Press. And it was from last night. The number of Americans filing for jobless benefits rose last week to the highest level in 11 weeks, though layoffs remain at historically low levels. Applications for unemployment benefits climbed to 224,000 for the week ending January 27th, an increase of 9,000 from the previous week, the Labor Department reported Thursday. The four-week average of claims, a less volatile measure, rose by 5,250 to 207,750. Weekly unemployment claims have seen as proxy for the number of U.S. layoffs in the given week. They have remained at an extraordinary low levels despite efforts by the U.S. Federal Reserve to cool the economy. 
The Federal Reserve raised the benchmark rate 11 times beginning in March of 2022 in an effort to squelch a four-decade high inflation. Though inflation has eased considerably in the past year, the Labor Department reported recently the overall prices rose 0.3% from November to December and were up 3.4% for the 12 months earlier, a sign that the Fed drive to slow inflation to its 2% target will likely remain a bumpy one. The Fed has left rates alone the last four meetings. The Fed rapidly jacked up rates in 2022. Most analysts predicted the U.S. economy would tip into recession, but the economy and job market remain surprisingly resilient. With the unemployment rate staying below 4% for 23 straight months, the longest such streak since 1960s, but has continually crept up week to week over the past 11 weeks. Overall, 1.9 million Americans were collecting jobless benefits during the week that ended January 20th, an increase of 70,000 from the previous week. That's the most since mid-November. Though layoffs remain low, there have been an uptick in job cuts recently across technology and media. Google parent company Alphabet, eBay, TikTok, and Los Angeles Times have recently announced layoffs. Outside of tech and media, UPS, Macy's, and Levi's also created job cuts. So that's the balance here. And I've been also told that although the job benefit, the job rates were good, look for the revised next month because every month, 11 out of the past 12 months, the Biden administration has had to revise the numbers that they've given out us originally. It's uh, 542 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Uh-huh. Is it? Uh-huh. Not much going on, you know. It's a little quiet of an afternoon, but who's complaining, right? Right. Uh, No major backups, no accidents, 81 looking good, 476 the PH Hernpike, no problems to report. Uh, We have a little bit of heavy traffic possibly on Main Street in Dixon City, Wilkes-Barre. Everything looks pretty decent. Somewhat heavy traffic on Wyoming Avenue in Kingston Borough. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7. Two six nine from the WILK Traffic Center. Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. Driving home last night, Nikki, I had an uh, interaction with an impaired driver. Oh, what yeah. Do you, what do you mean by impaired? Call, had to call. Well, he's all over the road. He or she was oh. all over the road. What time were you driving home? After I left here, and I ended up surpassing my exit to try and keep a visual contact because I was updating. Law enforcement, uh, you know, I called Cobb Center, and they then transferred me to state police, and I'm like, all right, I'm passing this exit now. We're passing this. I gave him a description. So you kept it going. Okay. I gave him the license plate number, and, and as I'm talking, literally going across from lane to lane, almost struck the center divider, driving in the shoulder like it was a regular lane, and then just all over, speeding up to close to 80, and then slowing down to like 50, all over the place. And it was a Cadillac SUV. Um, hmm. I got the license number, and I gave it to him. They ended up getting – now, my exit's – you know, up there in 202. Right. I ended up following this person all the way up past Lennox. And oh, really? Uh, yeah, that fast? I, I was way up. I, 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 mean, I passed past, my exit that, that, because I thought for sure this person was going to kill somebody. That, uh, yeah. Thankfully I, didn't. They ended up getting off at exit 206, and at that point I turned well, around and I left. I am now very thankful I went home a different way last yeah. night. So, yeah. Please be careful out there. Don't drive like idiots. Yeah. You know? But those people that drive like idiots probably aren't listening. You know? Yeah, this person was all over, uh, all over the road. I've the... seen a Cadillac Escalade drive like crap yeah. on the way down a black one like that, on the way to 
I, and I th- maybe it's just the way they drive. They might not have been that impaired. Yeah. At first, I thought, like, okay, maybe they were texting or something. But, you know, I mean, literally drove on the shoulder like it was a lane for, for, I don't know, 500 yards. And then all of a sudden realized they were on a shoulder and swung over. I've gotten passed off. Almost clipped a couple trucks. Was on, you know, the little, sh- when you're in the left lane, mm-hmm. there's like maybe three feet of white space before the divider, the concrete yeah. the center median. Well, they were driving in that and, like, almost up against the – I thought but for sure they were going to hit something. I've been passed off on the – like, when I'm going in the driving lane where the um, Avoca exit is getting on, you know, to the interstate. And you know how that area has the rumble strips. People have passed me on that side from behind. Like, okay, there's a whole passing lane over here. Oh, that's going too slow for you, so you have to go around. Is it not clear enough that those are exits and and not... I don't get it at all. I don't know. Well, thankfully, this person at least got off the exit, off the interstate, you know, made the right off exit 202. State police had the license number. They had a description of the vehicle. Obviously, if they're not catching them in the act, there's really not much they can do, but maybe they did take a trip to the house and see if they were still impaired. Or, Or... or not. Or not. <laughs> I gotta go. Yep. Tell Jeff we were talking about drunk driving. <laughs> Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, cloudy, low 28. Saturday, decreasing clouds, full sunshine by the afternoon, high 40. Saturday, mostly clear and chilly, low 24. Sunday, gorgeous sunshine, high 43. Monday, blend of sun and clouds, breezy, high 42. It's currently uh, 36 degrees here. At 546 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio on this Friday, February 2nd, 2024. It's Friday, 36 degrees and cloudy at 550. Well, I love when... Individuals say, you know, these uh, mean oil and gas companies and they they get their corporate benefits and they get their... their, uh, you know, all the benefits uh, from the federal government. and Well, Texas oil and natural gas industry paid a record $26.3 billion in state and local taxes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Pennsylvania should have their gas and oil industry booming. The Texas oil and natural gas industry paid a record $26.3 billion in state and local taxes and state royalties in fiscal year 2023, the highest in state history. This was $1.5 billion more than it paid the previous fiscal year, breaking that record of $24.7 billion. In fiscal 2022, the industry paid the highest total in Texas history, representing a 54% increase from its previous record of $16 billion paid in 2019. It also made more than double what it paid in fiscal 2021. Fiscal 2023 smashed the records. Property taxes paid by the oil and natural gas industry also increased over the year by $1.8 billion as property values of oil and natural gas bearing mineral properties more than doubled in a single year. What the industry paid in taxes and royalties translates to $72 million a day. The revenue funds Texas public schools, universities, roads, first responders, and other essential services the association notes record remittance funneled 2.81 billion into Texas independent school districts and 885.6 million to counties from property taxes paid from oil and natural gas productions pipelines and gas utilities 
That's the way it's done. Jake, I got a text message if you're in there. Um, basically about the flag football pro game, Pro Bowl this weekend. Yeah. And uh, is something <laughs> going on with NASCAR, preseason event this weekend? Yeah. So, honestly, the Pro Bowl. It's, it's flag football, right? Yeah, it's basically flag football anymore. So, I, I'm not even going to bother watching it this weekend to tell you the truth. Um, but yeah, this weekend, this weekend is the Bushlight Clash. It's at the LA Coliseum for the third year in a row. That's the great thing about it. I mean, it is sort of a preseason exhibition, I guess you could say. That's the good part of it. The bad part of it is the weather looks horrible this weekend out in Los Angeles. It's calling for rain Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I think it was Bob Pockers from Fox Sports. He said. At the latest, I believe NASCAR would stay would be Wednesday, I believe. And coincidentally, that's the first day I see in the forecast for Los Angeles that doesn't call for rain. So if somehow, some way they do get this race in, it'll be Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time on Fox and making their debut with Fox Sports. One of my all-time favorite drivers, Kevin Harvick, fresh off of retirement. He's going to be joining Clint Boyer and Mike Joy in the booth. And... A lot of interesting discussion about the future of the Bush Clash. It was at Daytona. It, it started in 1979. It was at Daytona from 1979 to 2020. Definitely kicked off the year, kicked off speed weeks. Ultimately, as the years go on, tons of cars get torn up. They moved it to the Daytona Road Course in 2021. That was a snooze fest on a Tuesday night, of course, so the ratings were terrible. And they've done this the last three years at the L.A. Coliseum, which is cool and historic. But this is the third year they're doing it, and obviously the, the novelty starts to wear off after a while. So already a lot of discussion about where the, the 2025 Bush Clash is going to be at. So Is the Pro Bowl in Hawaii still? It is oh, in, the flag football game in Hawaii. It's in Orlando. I know, it? That it, I know that it used to be in Hawaii for a long time, and then there were a few times I remember – I think once or twice it might have been in Miami. A couple times it was in Las Vegas. But, yeah, for the most part, it's it's been in Orlando the past few years. And, obviously, you when you think of all the, all the players from the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs that were selected to the Pro Bowl, obviously that's tons and tons of replacements that you have to do right then and there because there would be no point in playing in the Pro Bowl and – you know, unfortunately, ha having some sort of injury that prevents you from being in the Super Bowl. So, well, it's flag yeah. football, so ta yeah. Taylor Swift can technically play, right? Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Mother Nature cooperates this weekend out in Los Angeles, and we can we get got some Daytona racing. coming up, right? Yeah. So, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. February 11th out in Las Vegas. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about that next Friday. Yep. <laughs> and then February 18th, the yeah, the Daytona 500. The big one. The Yeah, <laughs> literally, <Yep. laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> yep. It's a, great, it's a great venue. I haven't been there for, for the Daytona, but I've been there for a race, and it's just an incredible place to be. It's definitely at the top of my bucket list. And, of course, when it's February 18th, you can't help but think of Dale Earnhardt. It'll be 23 years to the day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you as always, Jake. Thank you, Rob. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. First and foremost, let's say a prayer for the family members of our three soldiers that were brought home today. Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, uh, Sergeant Kennedy Sanders, 
and Sergeant Brianna Moffert. Uh, Sergeant Kennedy Sanders and Sianna Bri uh, Sergeant Brianna Moffitt were posthumously promoted to sergeant. Um, we've struck 85 targets in a retaliatory strike today. Uh, I'm not seeing any reports of any loss of aircraft or injuries to our military at this point, but just know that all our assets, all our military sailors, service members, soldiers, Marines that are in that area are going to be in a defensive posture for the remainder of the next couple of days. And our thoughts and prayers go out to their safety, and hopefully they are uh, are protected and, and on vigilant during this uh, this time. They are going to be targets. They have been targets. And the fact that we finally, after five days, struck back, they are more so that. So I'm sure they will not be getting much sleep tonight, and they will be standing watch. God bless America. God bless our men and women in our military. 36 degrees and cloudy here coming up on 6 o'clock hour. God bless, be safe, and I will see you guys on Monday.